2: Thank you for joining another edition of Bumps and Thumps to Talk of Wrestling. I'm Brian Ferguson. My guest today is a rising star on the independent circuit. She wrestles for mid states wrestling, new braid wrestling, and many others. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce Ms. Kelsey Magnolia. Kelsey, thanks for coming on today.
1: Thanks for having me. Excited to be here.
2: I'm excited too. You know, I've seen you Uh, Mid-States, in Springfield, uh, Missouri, and in Harrison a few times. Uh, It's always a great show. Uh, I do have a question before we kind of get rolling. I've seen you wrestle uh, guys. So Um, is that uh, something you want to do yourself, or is that something that – The promoters have kind of asked you, you agreed to, or what was that? What was that kind of come about? Uh,
1: Honestly, I'm happy to wrestle anyone who wants to wrestle. A lot of the times, it's just because of a lack of another girl on the show. A lot of the time, um,
2: okay,
1: girl matches usually go over a little better with crowds than guy girls, but I like, I like wrestling guys. Um, You obviously know I've wrestled Rex quite a few times, Rex Amadeus. I always have fun beating him because I usually beat him. Yeah,
2: that is true.
1: (laughs) It depends depends what the promoter wants, depends who's on the show, and I'm happy to wrestle whoever they want me to wrestle.
2: Okay. I I was just curious because most of the time when I see you, uh, you're, you're wrestling the guy. Usually Rex.
1: Yeah, um, there's not too many female wrestlers around here. Um I mean there is, but they're busy right. too, you know, so it's it's tricky yeah. sometimes. But it yeah. always seems to be Rex.
2: Well, you know, you gotta start somewhere, right?
1: Oh, right.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, actually I like Rex. He's a he's a good uh he's been doing it for a little while. I mean not too long, but uh he seems like a uh, he's getting better as, as more sure. matches.
1: We actually had our first mid-States match was against each other. And I, I recently watched it back not that long ago. And uh, we've both gotten a lot better since then. That's all I'm going to say.
2: <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, let's uh, roll back a little bit, if we could. Growing up uh, – where are you from? Tell us a little bit about your childhood if you would, and, and, and things of that nature.
1: Sure. Um I grew up in Humboldt, Iowa, which is I currently live in Des Moines, Iowa. Humboldt's about two hours north of here. It's a pretty small town. Um my graduating class is like hundred and twenty, so not too big of a town. Um it is actually Frank Gotch's hometown, which okay. not Frank Gotch, but they should because he's one of the most mm-hmm. ever. He uh, grew up in Humboldt. There's a statue there for him now, which is really cool. Um, Humboldt's a good place to grow up, for sure. It's a beautiful part of the state and really nice people there. Um, I uh, I was a wrestling fan as a kid, but not super into it. When I started watching, it was kind of the Height of Attitude era, and uh, my mom was not too super into that, so I kind of had to like sneak watching it and all of that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was a fan pretty much from then, but, uh, I, uh, graduated high school in 2007, so I'm kind of older to be starting wrestling, but, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I, I lived in Humboldt all throughout school, lived there my whole childhood, graduated high school. Um, I went to one semester of college at University of Northern Iowa in Cedar Falls, um, was going there for art, which is not exactly the school to go for art, but I needed to go somewhere. <laughs> art was really interested in. So I did that first semester and then went the community college route after that, um, spent another semester in Waterloo, and then moved to Des Moines and finished my AA at Mac in Ankeny. And I've been in Des Moines ever since then.
2: Wow. So you have a little bit of a drive when you drive – to Harrison, to Springfield, to Sedalia, and all those areas. I mean, yeah, because Des Moines, you know, I, I live in Springfield, Missouri, so it's about six, seven-hour drive at least.
1: Yeah, it's a ways for sure. Um I'm yeah. probably going to be relocating uh next year, not exactly sure where, but it will be mm-hmm. somewhere of here, I'm almost certain, because, well, I actually do, I wrestle quite a bit in Minnesota as well, which is, mm-hmm. like, an hour drive to the Twin Cities mm-hmm. and, like, Harrison's, like, a seven-hour drive for me, so yeah. I, I'm kind of, I'm used to the travel at this time. I also traveled a lot before I was wrestling just to go to, like, concerts and just road tripping and stuff like that, so Mm-hmm. I'm one of the people that really enjoys traveling, which it always kind of blows my mind finding other wrestlers that don't like traveling. Cause like you spend more of your time doing that than you do actually wrestling. Yeah. So it's just yeah. something I've gotten used to. Um, it's best if you can get, you know, someone to help you pay your gas for those trips, which sometimes I can, sometimes I don't, but uh, it's been, yeah. I enjoy it. So I like, I like traveling by myself. I like traveling with other people. It's a, uh, it's very relaxing to me.
2: Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about how you got in the business. How – where were you trained um, and who trained you and just what gave you that itch to like, you know, I I, I want to do this?
1: Sure. Um, well, I honestly never thought I would be a wrestler. I thought I was – Too small, too scrawny, which, you know, I am pretty skinny still, but I've gained quite a bit of weight since I started wrestling. Um, What got me into, like I said, when I was a kid, I was like sort of into it, but not really. And then what really got me back into watching modern wrestling was when Asuka debuted in NXT. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, who is this? She's the most badass woman I've ever seen. She was just demolishing everyone in her path, And then that got me into um, more Joshi Puroresu, Japanese women's wrestling. So I got mm-hmm. into like, the AJW stuff with Minami Toyota, Bull Nakano, uh, Akira Hokuto. I actually have an Akira Hokuto tattoo right there. There you go. <laughs> um, so I got really into that. And that kind of just opened up my whole world of, like, maybe I can do this. Like, all these shorter-than-me Japanese girls are the most tough women you've ever seen maybe yeah. i can do it and uh so i was mostly into ajw like the 90s women's wrestling but then uh i started getting into modern uh <clears throat> promotions like stardom and uh it was actually hana Kimura in stardom that really made me like i just i honestly fell in love with her her style her attitude her wrestling just like everything about her just inspired me in a lot of ways and then covid hit and Unfortunately, uh, Hannah got bullied a lot online from a reality show she was on and uh, she actually committed suicide and that was really a big catalyst for me to decide I wanted to give it a try. Like,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I just, it really inspired me to just see if I could do it. And Mm -hmm. so I was like 29, I think, when I figured that out and I figured if I was going to do it. I was going to go to the best training school I could find. I was going to invest in it and I was going to go take all the the best routes that I could find for it. So, mm-hmm. um, not too long before that, uh, Glenn Jacobs came and, uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard opened up Jacobs Pritchard wrestling Academy in Knoxville. And, uh, it seemed like the obvious choice for me. I mean, Dr. Tom's track record speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. He was a trainer at WWE for all the the best years. All the best people were trained by Dr. Tom, essentially. So um, I figured out how I was going to pay for that and how I was going to pay to live in Knoxville for the three months because it's a 12-week program and started getting everything in line to make that happen. And then in uh, April of 2021, I moved to Knoxville and started my training down there.
2: Okay. Wow. Yeah. uh, You're, I know I've talked to a few others that went through the Jacobs Pritchard Mm -hmm. Wrestling Academy. Um, You might know who he is. His name is Jackson Black. I don't know if you ever heard of him. You know,
1: he's in your class.
2: Okay. (laughs) Uh, Great. uh, Great guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, His gimmick right now that he's been doing for about a year and a half or so. Has just caught uh, on really well, especially on social media. I don't know if you follow him, but mm-hmm. it has really has uh, caught on. So uh, that's great that you're in that class with him. He yeah, that see formidable students. You know, that's that's great to to know.
1: I, honestly, I would recommend JCWA for anyone to go to, even yeah. trained wrestlers who've already been doing it for a long time. Like there is mm-hmm. invaluable skills and lessons you can learn there and I Mm -hmm. obviously I live in Des Moines so I can't do the advanced training much but once you graduate you can pay like a very minimal weekly fee and train with all the other graduates and Dr. Tom and it's a in my opinion it's the best training you can go through and there's there's other ones out there that are good as well but obviously I'm a little biased (laughs) with going through it myself Dr. Tom, uh, he's old school, and that's the style of wrestling that I'm most interested in. I feel like right now is rare in indie wrestling. Um, It's no offense to AJ Styles, but everybody seems to want to be like the AJ Styles, which is fine. Uh, That's almost more of just a gear thing. I've just noticed that a lot. A lot of these (laughs) guys who do a lot of the same moves kind of have the AJ Styles gear and all of that. uh, Yeah. Especially as a female wrestler too, doing like the old school Southern style, I feel like is rare. And, um, I think I'm still figuring out like my style and how I want to wrestle and all Mm -hmm. of that. Uh, I'm still pretty green and everything, but, um, yeah, Dr. Tom was the best. He's tough, but he cares about you and wants you to do well.
2: I was going to say you're, Probably the third or fourth person I've talked to. I, I was, you've answered my question. I was going to ask how long you've been in the business. Only a couple of years, but you look like you've been doing it longer. And there's other, you're welcome. There's other wrestlers that, at at Mid States. Uh, Judy Azul, She she's only been doing it a year and a half. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was shocked when she told me that. So
1: she's very athletic. Like, she came from collegiate athletic back I am not so athletic myself, but it's, she's so much fun to work with, and we always enjoy working with each other.
2: Yeah. I, okay, so let's talk about that. Uh, you wrestling and other promotions, you know, uh, you're in Iowa, which is really that and Minnesota, like, the heart of for sure amateur wrestling. You know, mm-hmm. Iowa and Minnesota, they're always well known for their their amateur wrestling, but what I wanted to ask you is uh, the promotion. So you said you wrestled in Minnesota, Missouri, and other areas. Where's probably the most where you get the most uh, enjoyment wrestling wise?
1: That's a good question. Um... I love Mid-States. Like, Mid-States really does feel like a home to me.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, I hadn't been there in a few months, and then I was I wrestled there August 12th, and it was the first mm-hmm. time in three months that I'd been down there. And just, like, the reception I got, the fact that they, like, remembered me and were excited yeah. to see me was just uh, – and the, it's, it's always a sold-out crowd. Like, Mid-States, whether you're Harrison or Springfield, it's a sold-out crowd, and those yeah. fans – Want to watch wrestling? Like they love yeah. wrestling. So Mid States is always fun. The locker room's great. Jason Jones is a hell of a promoter. So Mid States is always awesome. Um, I've had a lot of matches there, lots of different opponents and everything. Mm-hmm. But another place that I really love wrestling and have grown a lot uh, is Steel Domain Wrestling up in Minnesota. Minnesota. My uh, actually my seventh match ever of my whole career was against uh, Malaya Hosaka, which she just carried me like a baby through that match, and she was phenomenal to work with. It's, it's rare as a female wrestler to have veterans like that that you can actually work with, and I wish, hope, she's kind of, she's dealt with a lot of injuries and stuff lately, so I hope I get the chance to wrestle her again because, I mean, like, that was my seventh match. I think now I'm about to have, like, my 80th. 80th match, so I'd like to think I've progressed a lot since then, and it would be cool to see if uh, we could move this again.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, you know, every time I've seen you at at Mid-States, you're you're great. I mean, if you're wrestling a a guy or a tag team or or Judy, um, it's always – uh, you're so bubbly, I guess, too. You know, your, your personality uh, in the ring there, um, it's its a—it's uh, it's a joy to see. And like you said, Jason always puts on a great uh, show. You guys do, too. I mean, you're the heart and soul of it, obviously. He's the guy that, you know, formulates it probably, I'm assuming, you know, tells, you know, the matches and stuff
1: really the production level for Mid-States and the amount of time and effort and years that J.J. has put, specifically in Harrison, to that fairground building, he has put so much into that. And, uh, I mean, the Relics Event Center in Springfield always looks great, too. Just the curtains, the entrance, the lights, the camera guy. Like, it's uh, it's about as professional as you can get for an indie promotion, I feel like.
2: Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Let me ask you this. Have you ever – Uh, been called up to be maybe an enhanced talent for AEW or WWE yet?
1: I have not had the chance to. Uh, That's one thing with AEW not doing dark and dark elevation anymore. It's kind of Mm. taken that opportunity away from a lot of indie workers. I didn't get the chance to. um, There was actually, I think it was a tri state wrestling show in Bethany. We were all backstage for it and uh, they got a call that AEW was looking – it was when Wardlow was just, like, running through a million people, and they needed, like, 20 security guards. So, like, four or five guys there all got on it, but they didn't want any girls for that. So I was just like,
0: hmm,
1: <laughs> a- <laughs> I have not had the chance yet, but obviously I would jump at it if I had the chance. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. No, I, I didn't know if you had or not. Uh, some people get the call you know, yep. and uh, either as a enhanced talent or a security mm-hmm. uh, personnel or something like that. I
1: mean, okay. I'll answer the you call know, if they call, I will answer. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, okay, so working
2: with other wrestlers, who is probably one of your most formative people that you have uh, either in the ring against or worked with as a uh, a tag team partner? Who's a person or persons that you just have that it factor with?
1: Um, I guess as of late, um, 3X Wrestling is a Des Moines promotion that uh, Mm -hmm. I, before I started wrestling, was a huge mark for. I mean, I would – they used to run every first Friday of the month, and I would be, Mm -hmm. like, sitting in line early so I could get front row seats. Like, I was such a mark for 3XW. And now we get to wrestle for them, which is just awesome. But uh, a few that's kind of been going there for the last few months is uh, Maggie Lee. And she is a Black and Brave Academy graduate. And she's like my same height, but she is so athletic. She just like blows my mind with how athletic she is. And we've had... I think we've had three matches in three XW so far and they're a lot of fun and I really look forward to uh having some longer matches and trying out some new things and it would be fun to wrestle in some other promotions with her too, but she's um she's really fun and sweet to be around too, which mm-hmm. is important.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh let me ask you this though. Difference, okay, you've only been in for a few years, but you've watched wrestling since you were a young kid. So, Kelsey, let's ask you this. The difference between when, let's say, the Attitude Era in the late 90s uh, to now, even as in the business, have you seen a shift for the better, for the worse, or for bads? Uh,
1: I mean, it's kind of a complicated question just because, um, WWE has just continued to get this huge, I mean, obviously they are the global promotion. No one, no one is ever going to come close to WWE just because Mm -hmm. of the history and all of that. Um, the performance center has been great, but I also feel like it's kind of, they train everyone in the same way and Mm -hmm. it becomes a little homogenized and, uh, I think it'd be cool if you could just get some different styles in there. And also with them, just, like, obviously, they've gotten a lot of really good collegiate athletes that have happened mm-hmm. into wrestling. But I do think that you do need to have a respect for pro wrestling and to have a love for it to really have that come across in your performance and your wrestling. Yeah. Because, like, I'm not going to say any names, but there are some people, they, they do all the so well, like they execute them perfectly, but it doesn't really have like that struggle of like a fight. It doesn't seem really believable, and I yes. kind of wish to go back to that more, where it seems like people are actually angry and trying to hurt each other.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. I I agree. Um. I mean, I'm older. I'm from a different generation where you actually, you know, kayfabe when I was a kid was alive and well. And you really believe that those two or, or four that they're tagging, whatever, they just hated each other. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, I know I probably won't ever really get back to that as far as the kayfabe. But I think like, for example, at, at, uh, at mid States, you know, you guys put on a good show and it's, um, it's believable. It's, it's entertaining, but it's also, it gets fans off their butts off the seats.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and uh, I've been to a lot of other shows and mid States is the one I haven't for a long time. I've, that's the first time I've seen in a while, ever since uh, I started going there a few years ago where people get off their seats, off their, mm-hmm. off their, Seat stand up and actually yelling at the, at the wrestlers or cheering them on. Um, and that's the part with you. I mean, they love you every time you're there.
1: It's fun because I'm I'm super baby-faced at Mid-States. Oh, you are. I'm super baby-faced at wrestling. But almost everywhere else I wrestle, I wrestle heel at, which I love. I, I was love going to ask you do. you, do you love it? I I love being healed more than I like being baby faced. It's more comfortable to me when I'm baby faced. I feel like I'm just like, golly guys, cheer for me. Like it just feels phony to me, but I I can do it. And it's easier in when they do love me. So like, it's easier to be like that, but I don't know. I feel more comfortable being healed. Like it's just being able to antagonize those little kids and just see them get all riled up. It's the most fun, the most fun.
2: I'll be honest. I've never heard somebody say, I don't like being a heel. I've <laughs> never, I've never heard that. Now I've heard, I don't like being a baby face sometimes, but I've never heard.
1: You gotta work on I, I don't like being a heel. Face. As a heel, you just got to piss them off really. And you know, yeah, a lot right. of people, as a heel they still want to be like cool. And like, I, Yeah. I just want to do my job and make them angry. And like, yeah. I, uh, since I am a little bit older and I do like that Southern style more, I'm not going to go out there and be doing moonsaults and all these crazy moves, especially the field. Like I think you should just beat them down, get to the point. Yeah. And I, yeah, that's I, also something, something that's good about mid-states is I feel like there is, you get more of that like actual story than just move, 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 move. Exactly. <laughs> like, it, you don't get, you don't even get surprised when you see like your are second 4.50 of the, of the night, you know, like it doesn't yeah. even matter. Right?
2: Yeah. No, I agree. They tell a great story there and it always makes you want to come back. And that's why, uh, you know, in November, are you going to be here in November?
1: I will be November 11th. I will be there. I'm not going to be at the October 7th show because I'm going to be where am I October 7th. I am debuting for Epic Pro Wrestling in Alton, Illinois on October 7th, but I will be there in November for sure.
2: Is there any other dates so we can put the up to the fans here between now? So your yours will drop uh, here on the 9th. So anything after the 9th? What is, what is, you got anything after the 9th through the 11th? Yeah, I have
1: another actually, uh, October 21st. I finally get to wrestle for Herb Simmons at SICW. All right. Awesome. Yeah, me, and, me and Judy are going to run it back for October 21st. So that will be a lot of fun. I've yeah. met Herb at mid stage yeah. shows before several times, so I'm yeah. happy to find him for that opportunity. It'll be a lot of yeah.
2: fun. Yeah. Herb is a great guy. Yeah. Uh, the guys that are on his roster are, are all great guys. Attila Khan, I know you know mm-hmm. who that is. Those guys are just, yeah, incredible. So, yeah, so I have-
1: SICW on the 21st, and then um, mm. I'm back at Honor Among Wrestling in uh, the Quad Cities on October 28th. I actually have a Halloween street fight that night Uh-oh.
0: Against,
1: against Noelle Summit. She is from uh, the Denver area. I first met her out at Rocky Mountain Pro when I went last year, and uh, that is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward
2: to yeah. it. Wow. Awesome. Hey, I want to thank you for coming on today. It's been an honor. Uh, you've got so much potential ahead of you. Um, thank you. You know, when I watch you folks, if you're out in those areas and she's on the marquee, go see her. Kelsey Magnolia, she is a phenomenal wrestler. I've never seen her as a heel, so I don't know that part. I've seen her as a baby face. And she was like, she's kind of like, and um, please don't take a, You like the Bailey when Bailey was the, you know, uh, okay. yeah.
0: <laughs> All right.
2: And you're probably like Bailey as a as a heel now. I don't know, but I don't, you know, because she's a heel now too. So, but anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Kelsey Magnolia. Did you get a chance to see her, sphere, she'll be at the show for sure. Uh, November 11th here in Springfield, Missouri. October 21st in uh, Southern Illinois for Herb. So get out there and see her. It's not like it costs a ton of money to get in there. So that's the good thing. So, Kelsey, thanks for coming out today. really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much.
2: Folks, if you're watching, thank you. If you're listening, thank you. And if you haven't subscribed, please do so, and we will talk to you soon. Hey,
0: this is Total Package Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out.
1: VOC Nation's
2: own strom Maestro suffered a major medical and financial catastrophe this year from the VOC Nation family. To all of you, please continue to pray for strom Maestro for his continued recovery. You can also donate to his cause, paypal.me slash
0: The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Brady Hicks, former WCW star, Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex like Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Was I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings? And then I didn't get broken Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stein for the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs. Yeah, sure you, get, you get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby.
2: VOC Nation is one of the longest running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. and so many more. Listen live at vosdnation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOSD Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at
0: VOSD Nation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. Six one, two fifty five.
2: Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I don't want
1: to
0: say one thing. Bruno was an L.A. champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time.
2: This is Galactur, and once again, we're speaking here with Rubenstein Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a did loss. have anything to do Well, yes, but the whole thing is over here rules, as I always understood and wanted to, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That's nice. Uh, it was...
0: To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com vocnation vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history.